Would you do that for the Lord? In Jesus' blessed and wonderful name. There is just one verse of scripture that I want to bring your attention to. It's found in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Galatia and he said, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sow, that shall he also reap. Would you lift your hands, your voices in your hearts, and would you pray that God will speak to you with great authority tonight in revelation and understanding. And for just a moment in time, don't worry about those around you, but just let your voice out. Jesus, tonight, by the authority of the Word of God, by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hearken to our cry. See our uplifted hands. Hear our voices lifted to you. Hearken to our cry, O Master of the universe. Jesus, lift us in revelation and understanding. Help us to see clearly. I'm asking in the blessed and wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wrap your arms of love around us. God, again I'm asking, lift us into the realm of the supernatural. And I want you to help me with something for just a moment. Uh, Dr. Hughes is one of the most outstanding uh, ministers in our movement in this hour. There's no one like him. His wife is very, very sick. And she needs a real, genuine touch of the Holy Ghost. I want you to lift your hands and pray that God will send the angel of the Lord to Sister Hughes right now and touch her. She's facing a surgery. Just let your voice out. Lord Jesus, I'm asking now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, send an angel of the Lord right now to Leanne Hughes. God, touch her. Let virtue flow from the hem of your garment. Lord Jesus, I pray, restore the virtue that has gone out of her. Restore health into her body. I defy the prognosis and the diagnosis and ask you, dear and glorious physician, heal her for the glory of God. We will shout it from the housetops. We will publish it abroad, for there is none like unto you. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus forever. Honor and majesty be thine. To God be the glory. Blessed, blessed be the name of Jesus. We thank you for every stripe upon your back. By your stripes we are healed. We thank you for every drop of blood that was shed. We worship you in the name of Jesus. Let's give him a standing ovation for just a moment for what he has done and for what he's about to do here now with us.
God bless you. You may be seated. Death is certain. But the Bible speaks about untimely death. Here are some people, some men and women, who mocked God. John Lennon was a singer. Some years before, during his interview with an American magazine, he said, quote, Christianity will end, it will disappear. I do not have to argue about that, I am certain. Jesus was okay, but his disciples were too simple. Today, we are more famous than him. He made that statement in 1966. Lenin after saying that the Beatles were more famous than Jesus Christ, was shot six times. Tancredo Nevis, who was president of Brazil, during the presidential campaign, he said if he got 500,000 votes from his party, not even God would remove him from the presidency. Sure, he got the votes, but he got sick one day before being made president and died. Cazuza, a bisexual Brazilian composer, singer, and poet, during a show in Rio de Janeiro, while smoking his cigarette, he puffed out some smoke into the air and said, God, that's for you. He died at the age of 32 of lung cancer, in a horrible manner. The man who built the Titanic, after the construction of the Titanic, a reporter asked him how safe the Titanic would be. With an ironic tone, he said, not even God can sink it. The result, I think, you all know what happened to the Titanic. Marilyn Monroe, a famous actress in my lifetime, very famous when I was much younger. She was visited by Billy Graham during a presentation of a show. He said the Spirit of God had sent him to preach to her. After hearing what Billy Graham had to say, she said, I don't need your Jesus. A week later, she was found dead in her apartment. Bon Scott was a singer. He was the ex-vocalist of the ACDC. On one of his 1979 songs, he sang, Don't stop me. I'm going down all the way down the highway to hell. On the 19th of February, 1980, Bon Scott was found dead. He had been choked by his own vomit. In Campinas, Brazil, a group of friends, drunk, went to pick up a friend. The mother accompanied her to the car and was so worried about the drunkenness of her friends, her daughter's friends. And she said to the daughter, holding her hand, who was already seated in the car, she said, my daughter, go with God and may he protect you. The daughter responded, only if he, God, travels in the trunk, because inside here, it's already full. Hours later, 
news came that they had been involved in a fatal accident. Everyone had died. And the car could not even be recognized for what type of car it had been. But surprisingly, the trunk was intact. The police said, there's no way the trunk could have remained intact. To their surprise, inside the trunk was a crate of eggs. Not one was broken. Christine Hewitt was a Jamaican journalist and entertainer. She said the Bible, the Word of God, was the worst book ever written. In June of 2006, she was found burnt beyond recognition in her motor vehicle. On September 11, the tragedy, the devastation, the attack against this country, there was an attack also made on the Pentagon. And I'm sure most of you have seen the photos One whole side of that building was just blown out. But on the second floor of the Pentagon, where the wall had been demolished, had crumbled and fallen down, and there was debris everywhere on that second floor, but near the wall that was missing, there was a stool about this high that was standing to mock God, to mock his word, or to mock his ways. People have no idea what they are doing because unlike the other gods of this world that people serve by the millions, this God called Jesus is alive. He is not a dead figure. The cross is empty. The tomb is empty. He's not buried in a grave decomposing, but Jesus is alive. He lives. He walks. He talks. He touches. He speaks. He he is resurrected from the dead. There is no power like unto his power. There is no God before him. There is no God beside him. And there shall never be a God after him. There is none like unto this Jesus. That's why every time we come to the house of God, we ought to give him a standing ovation. Because there is none before, none beside, and none after him. He is the greatest of all gods. Make all the gods that can be placed and place them beside Jesus Christ of Nazareth and he hath no equal for he alone is the one true God and his name his name his name is Jesus shout that name for just a moment lift your voice again shout it one more time And you can feel the air tremble. You can feel the air tremble at the mention of his name, the power of his name, the might of his name. There has never been any name spoken like unto his name. Devils tremble. Diseases depart. There is nothing that can stand against it. I feel like clapping.
I simply want to entitle this tonight, Let Them Be Accursed. We are living in the most precarious hour that man has ever lived in. We've never had an hour like this one. There is the greatest shaking in the earth that the earth has ever known. There's the greatest shaking in the church that I have seen. This October 6th, I will have had the baptism of the Holy Ghost 49 years in the 49 years I've had the Holy Ghost, I've never seen anything like what is happening now. There is a shaking among us. And the reason for that is God knows those among us who really love his truth, who really love his doctrine, who really love his holiness. And that bunch that doesn't really love it, he's going to shake them loose, expose them. That's what's going on. He's going to shake everything loose that can be shaken. But that bunch that cannot be shaken loose the Holy Ghost is going to fall on them and they're going to run with it and they will reach our world it will not be the far left people it will not be that group over there it's going to be the people in the middle of this thing that have got a hold of a balance that believe him that love his truth that do not waver clap your hands and shout unto the Lord for just a moment with a voice of triumph I feel triumph in this house I feel the blessings of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow I feel the reality of a living God I feel healing in this house there is deliverance in this house there are angels on this platform there are angels in these aisles there's never been a story like this one there's never been a church like this one this is the living this is the living church of the living God there is no other people that can boast what we can boast of you may have talked to the queen today you may have talked to the president today but I talked with God and God talked to me Top that one if you can. Top that one. I spoke with God and God spoke with me and his name is Jesus. I feel like clapping and shouting and running and dancing because of the truth, the revelation that we have. And I praise him for it. Brother T.W. Barnes talked to me probably 15 years before he passed away. And he told me one day, he said, boy, God gave me a vision. He said, I had a vision. I said, really? He said, yes. He, saw, I, he said, I saw on a high hill a Jesus-named church. And he said, the name of Jesus was flashing all the length of that church building, just flashing the name of Jesus. He said... There was not even a shrub around that church. There were no trees. The church was just so plainly visible there. He said at the bottom of that hill, there was a forest around the bottom of that hill. And he said you could hear charismatics dancing and shouting in the forest. He said, all of a sudden, as I watched the vision, those charismatics began to come up out of that forest, and they saw the name of Jesus flashing on the side of that Jesus-named church and congregation. And they began to make their way up the hill toward that Jesus-named church. He said, but then the door at the end of the church opened, and men came out and began to walk down the side of that hill to greet those charismatics that were coming out of the forest. He said, for, at the moment, for that moment, it was exciting to me. He said, I watched the Jesus-named people 
the men reached their hands to the charismatics. He said, but instead of the Jesus name people pulling them up and helping them up the hill to the Jesus name church and the name of Jesus and the revelation flashing on the side of the church, he said they all turned and went back into the forest together. That has come to pass in the last eight or nine years among us. That very thing has come to pass among us. And I've got a list. And I'm doing some praying like I've never prayed in all of my life before. T.W. Barnes was a prophet of God. In fact... During the leadership and administration of Nathaniel Urshan, Brother Urshan arranged for a world conference in Jerusalem. And Brother Barnes was invited to go to Jerusalem to preach, and he went. He told me that when they landed in Tel Aviv, they drove them straight to their hotel in the city of Jerusalem. He said, he said boy, I was tired. He said, so I went to my room, opened the door, walked in, closed the door behind me, latched it, and went to the bed there and just laid down on my back on the bed. But Brother Barnes had been called years ago, years and years ago, when he was very young, to pray for the Jews in the nation of Israel. And he did it daily, daily. Daily, faithfully, rabbis flew into Minden, Louisiana, just to talk to him about the messianic ship of Jesus Christ. He said, but Brother Stone King, when I laid down on that bed, he said, Michael, the archangel of the Jews, entered my hotel room to welcome me to the nation of Israel. He said, when he walked in my room, the power of God hit me and threw me out of my bed on my feet and fire the color of the rainbow raced around the ceiling of my room. And then he said to me, he said, you know, Michael and I have worked together on a lot of projects for Israel and the Jews. Well, how many people do you know talk about working with Michael, the archangel, the Jews, together on projects? But that's who he was, and that's what he was. And I was in the habit of calling him and telling him where I went because he wanted me to to tell him where I was going to go preach. And he would pray for me. But he always wanted me when I got home from the meeting to call him and tell him what happened. And so I would do it. Well, one day he called me and he said, boy, have you got a pencil? I said, yes. He said, write this down. And he started in with the revelation he had gotten from God. And I must have copied three or four pages of notes. And I can do Greg shorthand, so I got every note, every word that he said. And when he got all done dictating to me, he said, now I want you to go preach that. I said, what? He said, I want you to go preach it, then get back to me and tell me how it went. He said, because as long as you're out there, I don't have to go. I thought, thanks, thanks so much. But I went, and I went upstairs and typed that thing out and added a couple of things I thought was inspiring that got hold of me while I was listening to him. And I went out and preached it. And when I got home, I called him. And he said, boy, how did it go? I said, Brother Barnes, I preached it. 
I preached that message exactly like you told me. I said, I added a few things. I said, it tore the place up, and I never even mentioned your name. They think I am great. I said, they think I am something. Well, he got to laughing about all that. I said, but I've added a few things. He said, that's what I want to hear. Send me the tape. So I sent it to him. I called him one morning from the Albany airport. And when he heard my voice, he, he broke down on the phone, which was not like him. And I said, Brother Barnes, he said, boy, we did it today. I said, what did you do today? He said, Jesus and I stood on the walls of old Jerusalem and wept together over the city. People, I broke down and started crying right in the airport. I could feel the Holy Ghost. I mean, the Holy Ghost came on me. I knew he had done exactly what he said he had done. But in that world conference in Jerusalem, he preached. And Teddy Kolek was the mayor of Jerusalem at the time and was right on the platform when Brother Barnes preached and saw fellow Jews fall out on the floor receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with tongues, while the mayor of Jerusalem watched. People, I'm promising you here tonight, this thing was not done in a corner and it's not going to end in a corner. It's not going to end in a corner. I saw the the property where you're planning to build the new church. You're never going to build a building big enough to house what's coming. There's no, they couldn't do it in the beginning and you're not going to do it in the end. It's all going to go to the streets before this thing is over. It's all going to go to the streets before it's over. And you can feel the power of that thing in every service we come to. There's something underneath. There's something underneath trying to get loose. There's something underneath trying to get loose. And the devil is trying to wipe as many of you out as he possibly can. Why don't you kick the devil in the face and say, Devil, out of my life! Out! In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm talking to people here tonight. Some of you ought to say, devil, I want you out of my life. I want you out of my life. You are an unwelcome guest. You were not invited here. You are an illegal tenant. Out, out, out. We've got the power to do that. We've got the power to do that. If you've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you're baptized in Jesus' name, there is no devil in hell, no combination of devils that can stop you, that's more powerful than what is inside of you. Because it is written, greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. The devil is in the world, but this Jesus is inside of us. And he said, what I've done, you're going to do also. He said, if you'll go, I'll go with you. If you'll lay hands on, I will heal. He said, preach it and I will confirm it. This is who we are. This is who we are. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take 
of serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall recover. They shall recover. They shall recover. It is written. It is written. Ah. Brother Barnes treated me as his own boy and prophesied some incredible things to me through the years and before he passed. And after his passing, and I did speak at his funeral, it was what he wanted me to do, so I did. One of the speakers. But when the funeral was settled, Sister Barnes and the family, they sent me his Bible, and I have all of his sermon notes, neckties, various things that are very meaningful to me. But when I got his Bible... And I've told all of that to get to this. I, I noticed, and it's the Bible that he holds in his hand with all of the photographs that are taken of him. It's that Bible. But I noticed near the front of the Bible, there had been some things slipped between the pages of the Bible. And so I opened the Bible, and it was right at Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, where God told Abraham... Those that bless you, I will bless. And those that curse you, I will curse. And then he had cut out the photographs of Osama bin Laden, Arab leaders that have vowed they're going to destroy Israel and wipe Israel off the face of the map. In his own handwriting across their foreheads, he wrote, Cursed. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. In his handwriting, there are several photographs in there. And I've noticed two of them are missing. They're gone. There's a curse. Mm. The Apostle Paul said in Galatians 1, 8 and 9, Though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached, let him be accursed. Again, we say unto you, as I've said before, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached, let him be accursed. In January and February of this year, I took a sabbatical, what I call a little sabbatical. I canceled meetings, didn't travel. I sit home and I prayed. And I'll talk more about that perhaps this weekend somewhere. But during that time, part of it, I prayed four days straight and couldn't stop. I managed to eat some little meal. I cried and prayed until my face was swollen. I didn't leave the house. I looked awful. I couldn't stop it. And every night I'd go to bed and think tomorrow would be different, but it wasn't. I just, it just kept coming. I, I've never had a burden like it, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I really didn't know what would happen. But during that time, God spoke to me and showed me something. And this is what he showed me. I know the Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Romans twelve nineteen. It's a, it's a quote from Deuteronomy. It's also mentioned in Psalms. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. 
And I've got a list of people that I have prayed his repayment upon and against. But I never saw this. But let's look at something. The Apostle Paul, what did he preach? He said, though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. What did Paul preach? The Apostle Paul preached repentance. He preached, you have to repent of your sins to be saved. He preached baptism by immersion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. It's in the book. Read the account. Read the story. He also preached baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with tongues. He had it. He also preached the oneness of God. He was the chief writer of the epistles outlining Bible holiness. He was the chief writer outlining Bible holiness in all of the epistles. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he gave 15 verses to uncut hair on women. Nowhere in his writings, nowhere does he go to such an extent to establish a truth or a point. Nowhere. But in 1 Corinthians 11, he gives 15 verses to that subject. And it's not the long or the short of it. It's uncut. That's where the power is. It's the uncutness. So Paul is saying in his writings in Galatians 1, 8 and 9, if anyone preaches anything other to you than the gospel that we as the apostles have preached, if they tell you repentance is not necessary, they're cursed. If they tell you baptism in Jesus' name is not necessary, they're cursed. If they tell you you don't have to speak with tongues, they're cursed. If they tell you you don't have to worry about the oneness of God, they're cursed. If they tell you you don't have to live a separated life under God, you're cursed. Those people are cursed. They are cursed by God. It is written, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's not my deal. It's what the Word of God says, and there is nothing anybody can do to change it because it is eternally written in the Word of God. Paul is saying if they preach anything different than that which I have preached to you, let them be accursed. These people who want to make the gospel relevant to the world, what a bunch of nonsense that is. 
The gospel has never been relevant to the world because it can't be relative to the world because the gospel is holy and the world is wicked. You can't make the gospel relative to the world. That's absolute asinine. And then they they call themselves emerging, emerging. The church is not emerging. It's been here for 2,000 years. Case closed. And it's still the same message they preached in 33 AD. Repent, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The Bible commands us to leave our sin, to repent. The word repentance comes from the the Hebrew word shuva, which means to turn around and come back to your God. You're walking this way, but God gets a hold of you. You make an about face. You don't go that way anymore. And you walk this way toward him, toward his laws, toward his revelation, toward his understanding. So I have come here tonight, and I'm preaching it everywhere I go. These people who want to make this gospel relevant to the world and are changing the doctrine and the holiness, they are cursed. Pastors who are leaving this apostolic doctrine, who are leaving the apostles' doctrine, who are telling their people, you don't have to be baptized, you don't have to speak with tongues, you can just believe. Well, the devil believes, but he's not saved. He's the biggest believer of all. He's seen it. The Bible says he believes there is one God and trembles. He fears, but he's not saved. These people who are telling saints, you don't have to live holy. You don't have to live a separated life. You need to look more like the world. That's a bunch of garbage, but there is a curse attached to that. And I prophesy to you here tonight as a man of God, those people who are leaving this doctrine and leaving this holiness by the word of God, they are cursed. Their end will be total destruction. Their end will be absolute destruction. And I can tell you something else. At the end of the day, you're going to find out that the leaders of these particular groups that are wanting to emerge and wanting to make it relative. There is sin in that camp. Remember, I'm telling you that at the end of the day, you're going to find out that whole thing is a smokescreen. They're hiding behind a bunch of sin. They want their sin and they want the God too. Sorry, you can't have both. It's either God or nothing. It's either God or nothing. You can't have this world and God. You can't have it. They're not compatible. They are not competitive. They are not relative. They are not relative. God is pure. He is holy. This world is filled with debauchery, the works of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Thank God for you people here tonight. Thank God for young people here tonight that are going to live it no matter what your relatives do, no matter what they do on the job. You people have made up your mind. I'm going to serve God if nobody else serves God. I'm going to go to church and I'm going to clap and I'm going to shout and I'm going to jump up and down and I'm going to preach this gospel. I'm going to lay hands on people. I'm going to run the aisles. Thank God for people who will not back away, who will not let go. 
go. I'm at the point, when you've been through what I've been through, I couldn't care less what people think. I've got it, and I know that I've got it, and if you don't want it, fine. I'll wave at you on my way out of here, but I've got it, and it is the greatest thing in all of this world. It is the greatest thing in all of this world because I've got my ticket to heaven. It is blood-bought. It is blood-bought, blood-purchased. My name is engraved on that ticket. I've been to water in Jesus' name. There is no way. The sin question in your life is never settled until you get buried in water by immersion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is never settled. You can be baptized a thousand times in the titles or all kinds of various ways, but it is not until you go down in the name of Jesus Christ and come out of that water that the sin question is settled in your life because when you go to water in Jesus name and you come out of that water you leave a lifetime of sin in that water don't you understand something here tonight when the Hebrew children left Egypt Pharaoh followed them Pharaoh followed them to the very edge of the of the Red Sea those Hebrew children crossed through that water, but Pharaoh could not get through the water. Hear me tonight. It was the water that separated Israel from Egypt, and Egypt was a type of sin, and the crossing of the Red Sea was a type of baptism. Pharaoh followed them right to the edge of the water, but he could not get through the water. He could not get through the water. In fact, I did two years study on water baptism in Jesus' name and a whole bunch of other things. When I saw, when I saw what God showed me through Revelation, I would break down crying at 2 o'clock in the morning at my desk, just sobbing with my head on my desk, feeling Revelation, seeing. And when I got that whole message put together, I went downstairs and I sat down in my home and I said, Devil, come here! And he has to come because greater is he that is in me than him. I said, come here! I said, Devil, I said, when I was baptized in Jesus' name, I left you on the other side. Come and get me if you can, but you can't get through the water, Lucifer. You can't get through the water. I'll drown you. I'll press you under. I'll, I'll destroy you, Pharaoh and his host, the host of Egypt. They were drowned in the sea. Devil, come and get us, but you can't get through the water, Lucifer. Devil, you can't get through the water. Do you understand what I'm telling you? If you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you're already delivered. You're already delivered. You're already set free. Your past is on the other side. And the devil, he, the devil can follow you right to the baptistry edge, but he can't get through the baptistry. He can't get through the water. You're already free, people. You ought to act like it every time you come to church. You ought to get involved like never before. Tap your hands again and shout. Shout, shout, shout with the voice of revelation, understanding. Grab the navy of your hand if it's fitting, or if it is unfitting, I don't even care. But grab the hand of somebody and say, I am delivered. Look back and say, well, then act like it. And that's where we've got to get to. That's where we've got to get to. We have been delivered. You have been delivered. You have been delivered. We have been delivered. 
There's nothing the devil can do about it. There's nothing he can do. He cannot get through the water. I feel like screaming, but I'd lose my voice. I just feel like shouting. People, revelation is in this place. Revelation is upon us. We are the people of the name. We are the people of the name. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, we'll take you to the water tonight. We'll take you to the water. And I promise you, when you come out of that water, you will come out of there a new creature. I don't care what you have done. I don't care what has happened to you, how vile, how bad, how great, how small. When you come out of that baptistry, everything is on the other side. Everything is on the other side. It was the water that separated Israel from Egypt. It's the water in Jesus' name that separates you from this world. such a powerful I can preach on like this forever I think but if there's a power upon you people I can feel that anointing with the anointing that's on you right now I want you to get a hold of somebody and just pray for them for a moment the Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe people there are miracles in this house tonight God is here to heal God is here to deliver there is revelation in this house there is revelation in this house and I'm praying you're never going to be the same you are never going to be the same because you cannot be the same once the word of God has enlightened and illumined your heart and your soul that's it, that's it, don't let your voice out don't worry about your neighbor, just let your voice out, command it in the name of Jesus, command ye me the Bible says, command ye me that command is upon us. That command is upon us here tonight. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. You can feel the Holy Ghost sweeping through that balcony. You can feel the Holy Ghost sweeping through that balcony. There are angels in this house. They are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. Some of you are being touched by angels right now. Some of you are being touched by angels right now. That's it. That's it. That's it. 
In the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost is in this area right here. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that's it, that's it. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by the authority of the Holy One of Israel, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, that's it, man, that's it. In the name of Jesus, never, never to be the same, never, never to be the same. In the name of Jesus, such as I have, such as I have, such as I have. If you are a believer here tonight, if you are a believer here tonight, I challenge you to get a hold of somebody and say, such as I have, in the name of Jesus, such as I have, in the name of Jesus. That's it right there, man. That's it. That's it. Lady, there's healing on you. There's healing on you right there. The thing you've been looking for is upon you. The thing you've been looking for is upon you right there. That's it. That's it. That's it. Healing. You're being healed right there. Healing is on you. That's it. That's it. That's it. Absolute healing in the name of Jesus. Absolute healing in the name of Jesus. I challenge some of you to actually respond to the voice of God that is speaking to you. God is speaking to people all over this audience. You're not going to be the same people because you cannot be the same. You cannot be the same. This is that. This is that. Another that is not coming. People, this is all that matters. This Holy Ghost, this baptism in Jesus' name, this holiness, this hero Israel, the Lord our God is one God. It's all that matters. This is all that matters. This is all that matters this is all that matters There are people here right now tonight that God wants to lead you into the miraculous. I encourage you to step out of where you're standing and let God lead you to lay hands on people. These signs shall follow them that believe. It's not just me. It's you as believers. You've got the power. You've got the power. You've got the power of the first church. You've got apostolic authority and power. That's it. That's it. That's it. Let your voice out. Don't worry about anybody listening to you. Just let your voice out. Hear. 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 Hear us, O Master of the Universe. Hear us, O Master of the Universe. Jesus of Nazareth. Hear us tonight our cry. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just get a hold of each other up here. There's, I can feel something. There's something just sort of swirling around you, you young people. That's it, that's it. That's it. That's it.
I release the gift of faith to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I release the gift of faith to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I release the gift of faith to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I release the gift of faith to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. There are people being healed right now. There are people. There are people being healed of cancer in this audience. There are people being healed of cancer in this audience. Jesus is in this house. Jesus is in this house. There are people being healed all over this audience because believers are praying for you. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Get a hold, get a hold of what is here tonight. You get a revelation of who you really are. We can take our cities, people. We can take our cities because there's no power like this. There's no power like this. Hallelujah!
I just encourage you people, everybody here tonight, pour your heart out to God. In an atmosphere like this, just pour your heart out to God. David said, I poured my heart out to the Lord. Just turn it upside down and just pour it out. Just pour your heart out. That's it. That's it. That's it. And you'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. While the anointing of the Holy Ghost is so powerfully on you, get a hold of somebody else. If you've stopped praying for one person, get a hold of someone else. There is something from ancient days that is in this place tonight. There's something from ancient days in this place. There's an authority upon you. There is an authority upon you. Oh, Takashaya. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hunt. 